0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to The Property Show podcast. My name is Monty, and I'm your host of the show that investigates and discusses the latest news and views in the UK property market and general financial world, hopefully delivered in a down-to-earth, challenging, and possibly witty way. We have two property legends with us today who the words property expert were probably invented for. Uh, I'm delighted to be joined by the founder and CEO at eMove, the UK's number one hybrid estate agent. Apparently it says, so. Hello. Says, hello. It says on my notes, <laughs> uh, Russell Quirk. Hello. Hi. Uh, and also back on this show, it is uh, great to be looking at the smiling face of um, Kate Faulkner. So Kate is a founder of Designs on Property website and one of the UK's leading property experts. Hello, Kate. Hello. Uh, both are regular voices on BBC, LBC, everything else ending in C. Um, and the, And, and V. And, and, and sometimes things
1: beginning with C. But it's,
0: not <laughs> it's far too early for that, <laughs> Um So anyway, welcome to you both. Um, there's a lot to talk about, so we'll try our best to squeeze as much we possibly can in the next 20 or so minutes. Uh, so let's kick straight in. Um, there's been a lot of reports That more and more vendors are having to reduce their asking prices. Property prices always in the news is a 100,000 different kind of uh, property indices at the moment. Um, Russell, do you reckon this is due to disconnect between what vendors think their property is worth and and reality? Or is it still down to estate agents uh, over inflating valuations?
1: I I honestly think it's all of the above. There's always been a delta between the Price, both which the owner of a property aspires to, and therefore tries in the first instance, and unfortunately, those in my profession that really encourage that and will either allow the owner to put the property on the market at too high price, or indeed fib and try to flatter the owner of the property into putting the property on at a high price. So there's yeah. definitely a disparity between average asking prices on right move, and then the average completed prices that you see subsequently on h H&M and Land Registry. I think, though, the, the news here, I mean, this was, this was a Zoopla stat that yeah, was announced right. two or three days yeah. ago. The, from what I recall, I think 37.9% of properties on the market <laughs> now, roughly, um, <laughs> have rough. been reduced. But I, I had a little look back earlier, and actually, it's pretty much the same as last year. And the year before. Right. And the okay. year before. So th- th- there's definitely a, been a slight increase um, for sure. And I would put that down probably to a, a Brexit related sentiment uh, insofar as the market certainly being a little bit softer than it was two or three years ago. Um, but actually, you know, it, is this anything more than a bit bit of a sensationalist headline peddled by a kind of hungry media? Uh, I don't think it is anything more than that. Okay.
2: Yeah. Kate, I'd, 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 I'd agree with that. I mean, basically, what you've got is a situation whereby in the southeast in London, um, and partly in east Anglia you've got prices have peaked, so mm. they've started to fall back and when that happens, funnily enough people it takes people a little while to accept that. so they saw the property down the road last year go for three hundred thousand pounds, and they don't believe that theirs is only worth two ninety or two eighty, mm. so as a result of that, it takes a little while for them to accept it and Sometimes the only way you can still get them as an, as an agent, i think to be fair to some of the agents out there to put their property on the market um, is to actually say, well, okay, let's try it at 300. But I'm telling you, you're likely to get 280 and wait for them to kind of come round to realise that the market's changed and what what Mrs Jones got for her property last year was was lucky (laughs) because she got it at the top of the market and now it's it's slipped back. There might be another
1: reason as well. is that Estate agents are not having a great time of it for all sorts of reasons. We can go into why those reasons are, but the fact is they're not. So this might simply be a question of estate agents working harder to manage their stock to ensure that... Uh, people start to manage their expectations more. Mm. And therefore, more reductions by a slightly greater amount means that, yes, there'll there'll be a few more properties in the market that have been reduced. But but the the difference is not that much compared to what we've seen in previous years.
2: And I always think it's a bit of a stupid thing to do anyway because I think it's far better. I don't know... How it works with for you, Russell? But I think it's I've always put properties on if I if somebody says you know if I think I want three hundred and the market's not fabulous, which it not at, at the moment in some parts still busy in uh, areas up north. Um, is I'd rather put it on for offers over two eighty.
0: Yeah, mm. because you've got to get you know yeah, you got the, the,
2: the, the whole thing is if you do not get viewers into the mark into mm. your home, if you don't get those first time viewings, the chance you get an offer is slim. Yeah. So you're better off doing offers over, so you don't get silly offers. Yeah. In Our this advice market. has
1: always been: look, if you get three valuations, take the average because the top one's probably unrealistic, the bottom one's probably yeah. unrealistic, the middle one's your benchmarks. So if you take those three, add them up, divide by three, you know, you're, you're yeah, there good or their amounts. But, but the it, thing not to do as a consumer is to look at all the properties that are on the market for sale and have been for months and price your <laughs> yeah. property accordingly. That yeah. is the worst thing to do. Yeah. Look
2: and look at the ones that sold. One thing that scared me actually, and I don't know if you've. Pick this up Russell is that somebody was saying to me that, that some they are finding in some perhaps competitors of yours that they're only getting that one agent out and they're not going for three valuations mm. and that really does really well very foolish yeah, I think I agree um, yeah. because you should always always get three so quotes. what's
0: behind that is that just because they think that they will They'll well, get a, partly they'll pay a cheaper fee because yeah,
2: of that. Yeah, and also I think they they kind of think, oh well, everybody, it's this sad thing in this market because I don't sign up to it. That oh well, uh, you know, they, just because you put it on. Right move or zupla, no Anybody will see it, so it doesn't matter whether the agent's very good at selling or not. Yeah, I'll sell it anyway. Mm. Um, and there's that attitude. So if I go with this one, well, that saves me having another two valuations. What does it matter?
1: Yeah, it's interesting, actually. It might be look. There's a lot of money, particularly in the online hybrid space now, yeah. being focused on TV radio. Yeah, so huge. between us. Yopa and Purple Bricks, it's about £40 million a year just on TV. Wow. Plus, wow. plus Google. So we've been spending up until recently at eMove £350,000 a month on Google AdWords. And wow. I suspect Yopa and Purple Bricks. God, I'm going to go into That's that salesman bad, at wow. Google. I'm
2: but going to ring him up and go, I know but Russell. He's an
1: exclusive. He's an exclusive. On October <laughs> I can get 400
2: the first, out of him. <laughs> but
1: on October the 1st, I said to my marketing team, uh, turn it. it off. I said, turn Google off. Yeah. Now, luckily, we've got a, a very, I'm very. i not doing
2: that. I wondered why it didn't work. <laughs> well, no, to but Google, we've, so.
1: we've got, a, luckily, we've got. I say, luckily, it's all bit by engineering. Um, we've got a very, very, a very impressive SEO ranking. So, yeah. our natural search performance is very, very yeah. good indeed for all of the big search terms like online estate agents and so on. Yeah. So, it, it, it ended up being quite an interesting experiment. You, you turn it off, um, do you see your listings drop by the same level as your traffic drops as a consequence yeah. of not being on Google? Yeah. Absolutely not. It's been really eye-opening. Wow. So, but anyway, the point being, lots and lots of people in our sector, hybrid online, particularly, are spending lots of money. So you can be forgiven, I suppose, if you sit in front of the telly for three or four hours a day, seven days a week, and you see purple bricks, Yoppa, e-move adverts. Yep. Maybe you know you do think, okay, well, look, one of yeah. those will do. They're obviously okay. They're on the telly. I'll just get them round. But it's, yeah. Um, but yeah, to the consumer's detriment. As terrible, you
2: Terrible, terrible idea.
0: So what? So explain to people listening and to me actually. So what, what's a hybrid? Estate agent. You oh, describe yourself as a hybrid. I
1: don't hybrid. Really. What I mean, <laughs> People just <laughs> make, I the, make just, the definition just just up as they go along. From a
2: consumer perspective, it's a really daft name. <laughs> It doesn't mean anything. We, we,
1: we, we tried to coin it, and in fact, we had it at the end of our TV ad, you know, the hybrid estate yeah, agent. And yeah, again, months that. ago, we said, do you know what? It doesn't mean anything to anybody. Yeah. So let's, no. let's So we're now the estate agent, because that's what we are. That's what we yeah. do. Yeah. Uh, hybrid, so first of all, you had the... the advent of online estate agents. So mm. online was clearly a business that procured its customers to an online presence and to all intents and purposes kind of dealt via electronic communication with its customers. Yeah. So that, that was, you know, house network, hatched e-move. We were, yeah. we were first, yeah. really. Then I think Purple bricks came along and very wisely realised that you had to get face-to-face insofar as what they believe is the important bit, which is the valuation. Yeah. That then they turned into this, or it was coined by others as that being hybrid. I actually think there's kind of hybrid 1.0, 2.0, 3.0. If you really want to get it kind can. of down in the weeds on this, nobody
2: does. That's the whole. That's the
1: whole other podcast. <laughs> nobody does, though. But from an industry point of view, look, there's 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 online agents that don't do much. There are certain online agents that are simply just listing agents. They yeah. don't do sales progression. Yeah. They don't do offer negotiation. They're, they're 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 not proper estate agents. Then there's those like us that do do you know checking AIPs, making sure the chain's complete, all the rest yeah. of it, and indeed doing the sales progression, which we do. I think where we end up. Insofar as what estate agents will end up being, hybrid 3.0, is a blend of high street and a blend of online. So that actually, when you look at it from the consumer's perspective, that's all that matters. Frankly, mm. you end up with a bit of technology, great people, centralized, a centralized business model where you don't have, let's say, like countrywide eight yeah. hundred branches. Yeah. And as a consequence, costs go down, uh, but and you end up having an efficient business, but without having a huge uh, bricks and mortar footprint. Yeah, now, I I'd it's
0: agree pretty, with that. Too. Yeah. It's similar in the mortgage industry, that's where well we, we like to see ourselves as a going into this this hybrid mortgage broker world where we've got people powered by technology mm. and it's that perfect marriage between the two. So what's your view improves on the, Trussell,
1: uh, Habito, mortgage gym, the, the robo <sighs> the robo advisors.
0: Well, they're not robo advisors, let's get this straight. There there is at the moment in the mortgage industry no such thing as robo advice. There's there's a slight decision tree. And if you take at least one of those, they, they have the same um sales process as we do because they're appointed representatives as the same company we are um so the technology at the front end is what makes it look pretty mm. but if you look at where they started they came into the market and started from the from the basis that we're going to change the world and everything's going to go from a to z well, with, some of them have raised no big human money. trust was just raised 14 they've all raised quid. massive mm. money mm. um but the reality is they they've then changed their approach and they've started to put brokers back into the mix.
1: Towards the end of the funnel, presumably. Yeah. yeah.
0: And and now they're they're pretty central. So if you look at Habito, for example, they started from with the Tech Kings and now they're actually what you just said, they're mortgage brokers. Mm. They just hybrid happen to be brokers. hybrid digital mortgage <laughs> brokers. <laughs> hybrid so, look, there, there's room for everyone in this market. And what they have done is they've made all of us in the industry wake up and realise, do you know what? Yes, mm. now we've talked about it for so long that we have to do something. Now we do. And the more they advertise, mm. that's great because a lot of people don't know what a mortgage broker what? does.
2: But, but the problem is, is you don't do this together. You're all kind you do still all kind of go on siloed. Yeah. siloed direction. And I don't get that. What I really just don't understand why what you don't do is you don't do, here's your first time buyer service. Here's your bite to let service. Here's your trading up, trading down. be mm. Some sexier names that you can come up with for that. Yeah. But actually, that's what people need.
0: Yeah, that's what people need. And
2: all of this kind of continued. Sorry to kind of chuck you. (laughs) All all your reference away slightly by that. But actually, let's start getting behind. We're talking about the customer. Mm. Properly get behind the customer. Mm. Because the first time buyer service from a broker and the first time buyer service from a legal company and from a surveyor and an agent's got to be completely different to a buy-to-let investor that's got 100 properties. Totally agree. And when I go out and talk to investors, for example, they've been disgracefully mm. looked after. Most of them don't own the properties in the correct legal way. Most of them still think it's a great idea to invest in property with cash. Mm. What planet are you on? How on earth have you mm. made money, apart from by accident? So we, we really are... I think we're still sort of a good five years away from where I would like to see, which is the industry across the board, properly working behind the customer.
0: Mm. No, I totally agree. And that, that's our, well, I can only speak for ourselves. That's our whole ethos. and, you and are we're, quite we're, <laughs> we are quite <laughs> good. We are quite good. Yeah, I mean, we've lo- we've, we're looking now at all these different customer journey types yeah. and, and everything. You know, we've redone our whole uh, organogram and who's at the top, the customer. Because yeah. that's what's important. We all answer to them. We don't answer to the directors or the board. Yeah. We, we all answer to the customer. Yeah. So we're, we're, we're looking at those separate customer journeys and know that a first-time buyer experience has to be different Absolutely. to a remortgage p- purchase and certainly uh, has to be different to a buy to a let And yeah.
1: Yeah. The, the estate agency industry is leagues away from putting the customer First, in to, insofar as business model and proposition, yeah, it does I mean, seem
0: like
1: that. Look, but it, I'd it, also it, it, say it hasn't changed since like, I came into the estate agency in 1984. I still remember playing estate agency in my bedroom when I was five. Would you believe how sad is that? But <laughs> I did because my dad was my I don't grandfather. Be thinking about that. Really, really sad. Um, <laughs> how he did you soul? do? Very well. Um, I didn't good. sell a thing. Um, <laughs> none of my family would come in and buy uh, at my prices or indeed pay my fees. Ironically enough. Um, well, there's
2: so many jokes, I'm <laughs> <you're> really, really <laughs> holding. Them I know. Back. I can see you there. <laughs> Yeah.
1: <laughs> but but we're not doing anything in estate agency any differently now than what we were in the eighties, except for the fact that we now have Rightmove, Zupra, on the mm. market as our shop window. Basically, I think Nothing else I is think
2: different. there's better customer service, and I think there's better. I think there's a better front end to some extent. Do you? I do, yeah, don't see it. I, I do. It. I do see that. I think there is a better front end, um, but uh, I still don't think. I mean, and we were talking about, you know, looking at the customers. Well, actually, lenders have seriously got to step up because the amount of problems that I'm getting, um, for example, uh, you know, where you're supposed to be looking after the customer. We've had complaints recently. So some poor guy uh, on radio the other day had his property zero, valued at a zero rating Hmm. um, or valued at zero, he was told. And it was due to cladding. Cause yes,
1: well, yeah. thing. Yeah. Not
2: that he had got anything, not that his property or nothing, but also that zero valuation was never to explain to him properly that actually it meant that the surveyor didn't have enough information mm. to put a value on the property. Um, and what are lenders doing and what's the industry doing to, to allow to suddenly go, oh, do you know what? We're, we're a bit nervous about that, so we're going to just drop the valuation yeah. and nobody's going to lend we've had yeah. the same with the leasehold scandal
0: yeah
2: and we have got to as an industry stop allowing that to happen so when we get this isn't going to change next year there'll be something else and we've got to um, learn as an industry to work together from a lender from a surveyor mm. legal agent perspective broker perspective we've got to sit around a table when we get a crisis like this and we've got to make sure that the lender that the customers looked after before the problem hits them or even better, we're that rubbish the, whole, at that.
1: the whole process should be undertaken by one entity. Can you imagine that? Estate agent, conveyancer... Surveyor, well, people broker, are trying lender, that, aren't they? put the whole thing together to yeah. the consumer's benefit. That is what should happen. People it's hard to get to it that. right, but well, it, is, it but is, is. But the consumer yeah. doesn't care that this whole thing is fragmented. You know, why on earth should I choose an estate? Well, no, neither should they, they No, no, they shouldn't, mm. indeed. So if you were, I mean, look, there's some massive consumer brands that could do this quite easily put the whole thing together, package it up. Um, the Commercially, we will win insofar as all the, the various pieces of the pie, insofar yep. as commissions and so on. But actually, for the consumer, it's better because there's absolute total transparency in accounts. So why hasn't it why happened? I don't know. I'm going to think about doing it tomorrow.
2: <laughs> do we get Do commission? You get must have thought about doing it already.
1: <laughs> I, I have. I've had other... More pressing fish to fry <laughs> over the last few months: <laughs> mergers and uh,
2: oh, integrations, yeah, and yes. new <laughs> boards,
1: and goodness knows what else. So um, yeah, no, we'll, we'll we'll get to that ultimately. Um, and look, actually, for an agent, it would be quite easy to buy a mortgage broker and a conveyancing firm and actually put the whole thing together under one label. Yeah. Um, so. Let's so hold why have the
2: ones that have already got that not done it?
1: Um, well, look, or are they doing wide,
2: it and they're just not doing well, no, it very well? Yeah, you've country seen have, countrywide, countrywide have,
1: and so have you LS can all. see the trouble that but it, look, countrywide countrywide uh, you know last gasp saloon aren't they i mean their, their share price as we speak today is at its lowest almost ever 10.6 mm. pence is gone to today mm. i
2: keep wondering when i should buy uh,
1: well uh, no yes, i wouldn't at all. wondering though. don't 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 oh. <laughs> Identity Top in the current form. Russell. In the current form, there is no future for the countrywide business. Absolutely not, because they are absolutely determined to wind the clock back to 1995 and run the business like it's 1995. Mm. Well, I've got news for you, countrywide. It is not 1995, nor will it ever be again. So, you know, if your vision is to go back, and, I'm, and the, the operative word being back mm. to basics, yeah. you will fail. And the city are pricing that in on a daily.
0: But they tried for. with their their digital. Broke a dynamo, which which they flexy. they then wound up flexy. But, but uh, couple of weeks do you, ago, you want to talk about have... that for
1: thirty seconds? So i tell you what I think happened there. <laughs> Go on, then. The you got thirty seconds. Thirty seconds, okay. Huge threat from. <laughs> We're online. still on question one. But <laughs> I was going to say, I'm thinking. <laughs> no, no, no,
2: no. Hang, hang on a minute. This,
1: this is a six-hour podcast, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> so. Um, Alison Platt, newly installed CEO, understands, uh, and certainly Sam Tyra, understand retail insofar as the multi-channel aspect. So, yep. bricks and mortar, online and so on. So, see a threat coming from eMove, Purple Bricks, Yopra and others. So, right, let's let's acknowledge that threat as far as the board are concerned because the board are putting us under pressure to test this. Let Let's start something. Now, what, of course, they did is they, they were determined to almost self-cannibalise the Berstowee's brand by having two value propositions that are entirely different and two service propositions underneath the same brand. That's right? yeah. yeah. nuts. That's absolutely crazy. And expecting someone to encounter what would have been quite poor service under the Flexi 995 approach and then magically think, well, that was terrible. I know what I'll do. I'll pay them more money and stay with them. <laughs> That's <laughs> never, comment. ever yeah, going to yeah, happen. Yeah, yeah. So what they should have done is bought in a challenger brand uh, and, and done it separately. But also I believe that Alison Platt and Sam Tyra did not want it to succeed. So I think actually what they set out to do is to fail. So they could go back to the board after 12 months and say, see, told you this online thing was a flash in the plan. Let's carry on as we are. Why? Because the risk of going into online as a CEO on a three to five year tenure with all of your bonuses and your, you know, share options and so on Um, it's too much for a ceo of a business like that that's listed with 800 branches to radically pivot and change because the risk is at your detriment and Mm -hmm. the benefit probably for the next person and i think that's that's why it didn't work not because it doesn't work necessarily although i do think there's all sorts of issues with the online hybrid model as i've written about a bit recently Mm -hmm. Um, but because they 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 wanted it to fail that's my two pennies
0: well there you go and uh, do, so, so what type of change do you see in the estate agent market coming up? Because they, they, we were talking just before about um, uh, estate agents licensing and that kind of thing. Mm. Um, is that going to come in to play? And and are estate agents going to embrace it as a whole, or or are there
1: still quite a few who
2: don't oh, license? Just I mean, before don't, Russell don't... says anything, yes. And
1: i totally there right. There you go. Okay. Yeah, no, yeah. Look, look. You'll
2: give a longer answer. Yeah. but There you go. Short Don't answer. Don't worry. I've, de- I've
0: decided to make this a two-parter. So we're going to do all the estate agent stuff. Then no, we're sure. going to cut. I agree. Then, then we're going to do a
1: short answer. Yeah. Yes, Kate's right. I mean, yeah. look, how can you shy away from licensing when you're dealing with the public that are selling their most valuable asset? And it's not just their most valuable asset, but probably some one, one of the things that you know, one thing that most sellers actually have not encountered before. And you want to make sure that you know the service is right, the, the common and the help and the handholding is right and you get the best price. How on earth can our industry not be licensed like yours is yeah. in financial services? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, you, you, up until recently, you had to have a license to keep a dog, for goodness sake. <laughs> yeah. But you didn't have to have a license. We still don't have to have a license know, to be an estate agent. Crazy. You know, if I want to go fishing in my local lake, I have to have a license. But I can set up as an estate agent tomorrow without a license. That's nuts. So, of course, we, we should embrace it. And those estate agents that don't uh, should... Most definitely, take a good look at themselves, and so mm-hmm. should the public. They should not be in business.
0: And mm. Kate, okay, do you get do you get a lot of complaints to you about estate agents generally? And so, so mostly, what, what about on the letting side?
2: Mostly, I would say, from an agency perspective, it, 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 it's quite interesting because it's that they just don't understand what's happening. Yeah. So they haven't. So you either get the complaints because they actually have just chosen the agent really badly. Yeah. Overvalued, cheap price those are the sort of two main reasons you'll get a bad service. Yeah. Um, and then you'll get the, a lot of the other questions we get is they just don't trust what they're saying. And that's because you mentioned something to somebody and, of course, everybody, your friends and family who you think are your best friends at this point are your worst people to turn to. Uh, well, they're all experts they're at all, this are all, And they're them? all absolutely <laughs> horrendous. Um, <laughs> that's really funny. Yeah. I sold a house once. Bad, oh, jeez. <laughs> yeah. They In give fact, you such bad yeah. advice. And so it is quite interesting because we, we actually end up if I know, because if I know who the agent is, then I can turn around. And it's and it's fascinating to see how quickly. They say, do you know what? I know this agent really well, and I think that you'll find this is what's happened. Would you like me to check this out for you with them? And they go, oh yes, please. And I go back and I go, no, I've checked it out and da 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 da. And because Kate and I'm trusted, and and suddenly what I've done is just taken away fears and worries that they shouldn't mm. have had to have worried about in the first mm. place. Actually, the agent was trying to do the right thing. Yeah. Um. So it's trying to make sure that the buyer had had enough money it was trying to make sure that um, they were looking after the seller as best they probably, possibly could or they couldn't do something because they're legally not allowed to. Yeah. Um, and often, actually, when it comes to estate agents, they have a go at them for things that are responsibility of the legal company. Or, or yeah. the seller. Or the that's seller my, says, stick it favorite. back on the
1: market, I want to find another buyer. And, you know, the agent yeah. has to do that under the Estate Agents Act. But, of course, then, if that causes aggravation and uncertainty for the existing buyer, it's not the agent's fault. I mean, the agent should communicate it, yeah. of course, but yeah. often it's it's the seller or, as you say, the, uh, the, the lawyer that causes the issue. The estate agent does take the can. I have they to say, do. Well, they always the
2: do. You're, I always you're on the front line, so yeah. they're going to. You know, my my favourite story to explain it was there's a guy selling his house and he was getting really stressed, frustrated because five months in the deal still hadn't been done. So he went in and he cut with a pair of shears all of the estate agent cables. Oh, <laughs> what? Their What's telephone the- cables, everything else. And it was, of course, the legal companies that were holding it up. <laughs> but that yeah. is a classic yeah. Yeah. case. Yeah. But I think the the main reason why estate agents will be regulated and it's regulated more than licensing, I think, because I think it's quite there's, yeah. there's more involved. Is that it's already been announced for letting agents and property management, mm. um, and therefore you can't to, to as it happens a little bit on the finance side, but to only have half of your business regulated and the other not is a little crazy. Mm. So um, it will come in and more than anything else, actually there are so many rules and regulations now to sell a home and let a home. People in agencies are doing lettings and sales and they're mixing or they're switching across. So actually they have all got to be trained to to a minimum level. And at the moment, we don't have that. And that is also causing the industry a problem because one agent will say something, one agent will contradict that, a surveyor will contradict that, a broker and lender will contradict that. And it's just like, we have got to stop doing this. So, you know, some of the things we're doing are looking at saying, right, what are the main questions that people ask during the buying and selling process? Right, you lot, will you all make sure you give the same Answer to these poor people, yeah. rather than frightening. Okay, you getting very
1: frustrated, then, in frightening, your eyes, okay, wasn't yes. she? Frightening yeah. the living
2: daylights out of them, and also having a massive go. Oh, you know what surveyors are like. Oh, you know what legal companies yeah. are like. Oh, you know those awful brokers, all oh, those lenders. Yeah. We've got to stop it's
0: it. It's never the brokers' fault. Let me just tell never, you. Never ever. Well, always, never. I've it's never always known that. A li- always the solicitors in my book. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the problem.
2: Stop it. i'm
0: joking of course <laughs> we all work perfectly together
2: you don't you're rubbish um, at it you're well, going to get well, better well we are going to change it
0: kate you hear you've heard, heard it right. here. we I've are going to change on it now. i promise um right that's 25 minutes and we have done sort of question 1 so i'm going to break here and we shall have you back next week and we'll we'll carry on if that's okay yeah. so um yeah well thank you kate thank you and, very much and uh, thank you russell uh, of course, thank you for listening. Uh, we'll be back next week, actually. Uh, so, if you've got any comments or questions, you can contact me on Twitter. I'm at Monte's blog or Kate. How can they contact you? What's the best way?
2: Uh, basically, just go to Property Checklists, which is our consumer site, PropertyChecklists.co.uk. We've got an inquiries there, and if you've got any questions you want answering, we'll do it independently. Okay. And Russell
1: uh, at eMoveCEO. CEO.
0: There you go. Thank you very much until next time this is a property show signing off